When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And then, boom, boom. That's excellent, man. Come on, we're going to do it. They get going. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. Let's get it on a four-question Friday here, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, we got Declan Goff, our executive producer, and all of these shenanigans are presented by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality, and they make more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances, TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Uh, all right. Full disclosure, Declan and I both tied one on last night oh, in our uh, res- respective evenings. Declan at a Cole Swindell concert at Target Field and yep. me just kind of bumming around my neighborhood at bars with friends who are in town. Uh-huh. So, Judd, you're carrying this show today, yep. like usual, but more than more than since usual. Since when am I the responsible yeah, one? Since when is Judd not the hungover one on this show? Come yeah, on. exactly right. That's true. Yeah, usually uh, I think I had uh, I came home from the uh, very disappointing Twins game, which I departed in the eighth because it was nine to two, and I think I had uh, I think I had three beers and that was it. I went to bed. Just, so, just three right? quick casual just, beers yeah. and then... so yep, yep. And so right now I'm the responsible one. I feel like I'm kind of at the point now when I say Taiwan on, I had like two margaritas and two red wines, and I was like I woke up feeling that's as if good. I had fifteen drinks yeah, like pretty good 10 though, years Phil. ago. That's pretty good. I, I feel like a margarita can be a wild card. Yes, it oh, can. I had a sangria too. So that oh, was okay. Yeah. No, you right. no, yeah. you, yeah. you, you did, did pretty good. For uh, I just remembered the sangria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't the, you love it when you don't remember? <laughs> the, the, oh, oh yeah, and then the three yeah. shots a yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. right. And then I was doing shots oh, till two a.m. That's why my head hurts so much. Yeah, about, oh, a pint of Goldschlager. Yeah, that probably wasn't a good are, idea. Are wild cards though, because it it depends. Those things can be incredibly strong. It's the sugar, and yeah. then it's the it's yeah. the tequila. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't uh, enjoy them, but Dawn does. And there oh, have been times where I'm like, "You just had one drink. How are you so blitzed?" Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "Just give me another smoke and shut up." And I say, "Okay." That uh, sounds good. All right, we'll talk tomorrow morning. Good deal. Let's go, let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. All right, question number one here on this four-question Friday here. We're throwing it to Judd. You got any Mr. Mankato updates for us? Any young players, third-round draft picks, or later undrafted guys? I know you 
You gave one about Josh Sokol yesterday that he's basically been kind of relegated. Yeah, yeah, that was not good. Um, you know what? I haven't seen. So here's the weird thing about this competition in 2022 that I think it's. I think it'll change again next year. But what makes this competition interesting is one: there aren't a lot of battles. Like for a team with a GM and coaching change, there is incredible stability in starting spots. Mm-hmm. Two is because both um, on the defensive and offensive side of the football, it's new schemes and systems that they are trying to get as much of a look and I think reps for the for the players that are going to start as possible and then the backups. Because ordinarily, right, it's like a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick will emerge because of opportunity. Um, and so this has made it a little bit difficult. I would say the linebacker uh, Asamoa, who yeah, I, Brian Asamoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has uh, he's getting a shot. They like him a lot, so I think he's he's a guy that definitely factors in. Um, Caleb Evans is the second team outside left cornerback. Um, now Booth, who is a, a second round pick. Factors in far more right now. Evans, though, I like him, and I think they, they do as well. But as far as the overall general, you know, oh, this guy's flashing and he's get, getting an opportunity because this guy's not playing, that's not taking place as much. So if we were going to pick a year where we didn't go hard on the Mr. Mankato end of things, this is a good one because of the because I don't think the opportunities are going to be there as much. And keep in mind too, with practices now scaled back, mm-hmm. and and they have an, under the uh, CBA rules the opportunity to have sixteen padded practices. O'Connell is doing eleven of those. So slacker, wow. Sla- well, you First know, no the job he's already slacking, and it's already. But I mean, you're going to to hear, you know, oh, Rocco Baldelli called him right. But it's just the changes. So there's not going to be as many opportunities. I'm not saying... Now, I do think that this um, this will clear itself up a little bit in the preseason games. Because I do not expect the starters to play a ton there, if at all. Uh, but until we see preseason games, I think practices are really going to be focused on trying to get the guys who are going to play uh, into the system as much as possible. Yeah. I want to do just an exercise here, just to, to put a bow on this Mr. Mankato conversation. So a, a couple weeks ago before camp... You ranked 10 young players eligible for Mr. Mankato's status right. that, uh, that we, we should keep an eye on at camp. I just want to fly through these 10 names, and you give us a... I want you to tell us, based on what your perception of, of them was before camp, and based on whatever you've seen, and it might be very limited, sure. do you have a higher or lower opinion of these players, or has it not changed? In what you've seen in the last couple weeks, okay? Yeah. All right. We'll start with Josh Sokol, the center. Lower. <laughs> Lower. Right. My guy, Thomas Hennigan from Appalachian State, wide receiver. Only thing I've seen him do is return uh, or is catch punts off a jugs machine. Um, I guess it would be, if I have to pick, it's lower. Uh, but the reality is I don't think he has I, I think he is a practice squad guy for sure and and he is the exact type of guy who's probably not going to get a great chance the one thing to keep in mind is so far in trying to chart the offensive lines the third team guys are barely playing so like all of those guys who 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 would be third team guys we're 
barely seeing. So Makes sense. Just in fairness, I guess if I had to pick one, I would say lower because of a lack of opportunity. Zach McLeod, linebacker, edge rusher guy. Um, I think slightly higher. He okay. now because that the defense is, has incorporated guys more. Uh, because there are schemes there, but I think that it's e- easier to be quicker on defense um, when a scheme is installed. Mm-hmm. Offense, there's a lot more thinking. So I would say probably slightly higher. Running back, Ty Chandler. <sighs> higher. Um, um, Kene Nuwangu is hurt. Now, there have been guys behind Chandler who are getting chances too. But I would say I would say higher because the opportunity is there more because until Wang Wu comes back, Chandler's probably going to take a bunch of the snaps that they at the best for Chandler would have split. Mm-hmm. Okay, Patrick Jones. He was higher. a 2020 higher higher. One. He's making the team and I think he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Higher. Okay. He, I'm telling you this kid can play. Mm-hmm. He's good. Not You've already mentioned a, a, a Caleb Evans and Brian Asamoah. You yep. would say higher for both those guys, right? Yep. Okay, Emir Smith-Marset. Okay, he's higher. He is being – it feels like he's being given every opportunity to be the fourth guy. And he's also been a regular in, in special teams work on punt returns. I think his path is – if he can be, if he he returns punts, he's going to get a really good, or he, he's going to make the team. And I'm not saying he's going to play a ton at receiver, but he's going to play. So it's trending in his case because of opportunity. I think higher, and and he is going to also, I think, be a guy that you see a lot of in the exhibition games. Seems like the type of guy too that if he gets in as a number three, number four wide receiver in in some of these, let's say he gets you know even 15 snaps in a regular season game that he could benefit from some extra attention being on Justin Jefferson over here, Adam Thielen, and all of a yes. sudden he you know he's got one on one coverage or something on the outside. I could I could see him being kind of a sneaky four hundred yard receiver guy as the number four receiver on the depth chart. Yeah, and to that that point, Thielen and Osborne don't have great speed. Um now we, we could debate uh straight line speed and the importance of that in football. But the reality is Amir Smith-Marset is fast. And so I think that he would be, in their mind, a pretty ideal fourth guy because it goes Jefferson, who's great, Thielen, who's incredibly solid but not that quick, Osborne, who is solid and can certainly make plays down the field but is not considered a speedster, and then Smith-Marset, who is. Yeah. It sort of works out. All right, Jalen Naylor, wide receiver. Haven't seen as much of him as I thought I would. I would say lower, but I would not say that that is a death knell in his in his ability to make the roster. I've seen him make a couple of catches. Um, I can't decide yet if he's going to be a guy that they think that they're going to have to keep on the roster, which is what I sort of thought when training camp started, or that they think that they can do it in final cuts and sneak him through to the practice squad. But I would say, again, based on opportunity, slightly lower. And then I think I know your answer here, but Kellen Mond, higher or lower? It's lower. It's lower for sure. You can't take this much time to process plays. I, I mean that that to me, he looks more the part. His arm looks okay, um, but we, we talked about this on Thursday. When you're taking this long to process things, and I know it's a new scheme, but there's going to come a point in time here 
where a decision has to be made. And I really do think that if this continues down this track, you have to at least consider your options behind Kirk. Because in my opinion, Mannion is a no-go. Like he might make the roster as Kirk's guy, but he's a no, he cannot play games. And if he has to start, you're sunk. And I don't even know right now in seeing Mond play and process that he would be capable of being, if you asked him to start a regular season game, I think right now you would be setting him up for certain failure. That's a problem. Would they trade for a backup quarterback? Could you find one that knows the system? I mean, that's it, the thing. It's being used. It's not like it's. Uh, it's not like it's this revolutionary. I, I mean, there, there's tweaks, but I think if you could find the right one who has been in a system similar, the answer is yes. Yeah, it's so hard. There's not that many guys out there, and then what? You don't. You don't right. want to give up a ton of draft capital for a guy that probably doesn't play. But like, is there a Nick Foles type? Is there somebody? I just want a person that if you if he has to start. Yeah. You feel like you've got a chance. Right now, if Cousins got hurt in training camp and they went into the opener against the Packers with these two, they'd be sunk. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't they have made that? Now, just to you know, push back on my own question, if they were going to make a trade for someone that was just more reliable and better than Sean Mannion and young Kellen Mond, wouldn't they have done that before camp to get a guy in the door? And, said, th- and just said goodbye to Mannion or something? No, because I think uh, one is don't and this sounds crazy. Don't dismiss the fact that Kirk loves Sean. Like they're they're guys. They're mm-hmm. they're and and I I see Sean as a de facto third now. I think QB coach because you got the QB coach. Yeah. He's got an assistant third guy. And, Ke- um, and Kevin O'Connell is is like the the real exactly. quarterback coach. Yeah, exactly. And Mond, in my opinion, with Mond, they they are going to give him every opportunity to fail. Mm-hmm. So. If this was a veteran staff that, that knew Mond well, I think the answer to your question might be yes. But I do think that training camp is being used to give Mond especially a full opportunity. But if you give him that and you're like, he can't do it, I don't see how in good conscience you start the season with those two guys behind Kirk. Yeah. Okay, is your opinion higher or lower of Livia since you <laughs> since you were introduced to Livia? Much higher. Much higher. Because when, when I joined Livia, I didn't know exactly what to expect. We've all been on, you know, weight loss plans before, diet plans, right? And I didn't know exactly what to, to expect. But I've learned since I joined, uh, I think it was last September, that it's called a weight control center for a reason. It's not a diet plan. It's not a quick fix. It's not a, oh, you're going to lose the weight and here you go. It's a plan that basically allows you from the start to now to drop the, the weight, which is great, down 40 pounds, but then most importantly, to continue to maintain that weight loss. That's the most important thing, and I want you to join me now on the Simple Start Plan, only $59 one-on-one personalized guided support online or in person, whichever is most convenient for you, 855-GO-LIVIA, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com is the way to go, not only to drop the weight, but then to maintain that weight loss. Damn right. Uh, also, old Macadac here found a fun, easy way to play daily fantasy. It's called prize picks. So here's what you do. You pick between two and five players and over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. The best part is, if you're like me, and you, you like to maybe dabble in some golf here, I think the, the Wyndham Championship or whatever is this weekend, and 
Uh, there's some baseball games going on. So uh, Prize Picks offers every major sport, including MMA and PGA and college sports. And you can run mixed sport entries. You can take an over on Cousins over here and maybe an over on, I don't know, Buxton or something uh, sometime in September. So use the promo code NORTH and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. PrizePicks.com and the Prize Picks app. Promo code NORTH. Let's get it. Question number two here, gentlemen, on this four question Friday. So uh, I see, I saw this on the, the Packers Wire section of USA Today's website and all over social media. Packer fans are apoplectic about the Vikings Anthony Barr <laughs> tribute video that they put out on social media. Mm-hmm. So I think there's two questions here we'll we'll throw out. So the video, it's you know, it's just a you know, thank you, Anthony Barr, for everything you've done on the field and off the field, and it's like a minute and a half tribute video. Twelve seconds into the tribute video, Anthony Barr lighting up Aaron Rodgers, breaking his collarbone at US Bank Stadium a few years ago. And what I will say is a clean hit. It was a bang bang hit. Aaron Rodgers had all day rolling to his right. He saw Anthony Barr coming at him. He could have thrown the football away. He gambled with his life and his collarbone, and Anthony Barr drove him into the turf. Okay, It was a legal clean hit. <laughs> so my questions are, how do you feel about the fact that Packer fans are still chapped over that hit? And then how do you feel about Anthony Barr getting a tribute video on social media, Judd? I know you're anti-tribute video guy. You know, I've given up there. Um, so there's like did, social media tribute video, but then there's the like scoreboard. the in arena scoreboard yeah. tribute video, and those drive me nuts. We'll still get. That you know one. what? The Twitter ones, the Twitter, the social ones don't drive me nuts. It's the, it's the this guy played six games for the Wild, <laughs> and and I mean let's you know, calling a spade a spade, the Wild are the biggest abusers of this of anybody. You know, we traded this guy because he was. Uh, he was a bleep, but here's a tribute to him. So anyway, yeah, um, very passive aggressive. He's social... a locker room cancer, but yeah. hey, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Look at all the good he did. And in fact, some <laughs> players have told them, "Don't do it. I don't want your. I don't want your uh, um, tribute your to pity. me." And they still did it. Uh, so I don't have a problem with the Vikings doing one on Twitter and their social platforms. As far as the Packers thing goes, it's a marvelous troll. It's a marvelous troll. Really? Just understand, if the Packers did the same thing to the Vikings, I would say the exact same thing, which is that's funny. So, so you can't you can't now say, "Ha, huh, Green Bay fans, take that." If they do the same thing to you, you've got to say, "Yeah, you know what? Pretty good." So, I think Kirk Cousins has enough awareness to get rid of that ball. Okay, you know, I think Kirk well, Cous- Kirk Cousins is is. Probably not going to be running for his life that long with a linebacker pressing down because he knows no. when to get rid of the football. Kirk right? would have thrown that ball wherever it had to go to not take that that hit. But yes, I think it's funny. It's a great troll. But I but if the Packers did the same thing to the Vikings, I would think that's a great troll too. Oh. Dude, the Packers are the reason the entire quarterback rule got put in place. Like like that that entire quarterback hit rule is because of that Anthony Barr hit. So, so where do we really draw the line? Are you really blaming Anthony Barr for injuring Aaron Rodgers? Because now your quarterback just installed this ridiculous QB hit rule that everyone now gets flagged upon. So I, the Packers' tears over this to me is incredibly frustrating. Cause it's like, dudes, th- that play alone is now why quarterbacks just can't get hit in general. Like, quit crying over that, and now there's a damn rule over it, too. Wasn't it the next year, too, that... 
Clay Matthews got flagged about four times for just perfectly yes. flawless quarterback hits. On yep. Cousins. Oh, On Cousins. You, oh, really? Yeah. And those calls right. were awful. Oh, you landed with your full body weight, which is... Imagine trying to decipher that among the yeah. million things you're trying to officiate. Did he land with half of his body weight or all of his body weight on a quarterback? That was one of the stu- that's one of the stupidest rules ever put in. <laughs> it really is amazing. So yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm okay with the tribute video. Anthony Barr probably didn't quite live up to what we thought he would be after his first year. Had a great first second year. Uh, just, I don't know, I, it would have been interesting to see him in a different role, and we've always kind of pounded the table on that, right? What would he look like in a three four defense? What would he look like? In this scheme. Doing more edge rushing. Yeah, in this exact this scheme. scheme right now. And I'd they, be curious. I think it was just determined because there's probably a lot of people thinking, well, why, why wouldn't you bring him back and figure out what he looks like in this scheme? And I just, I think from both sides, it's uh, it was just time to, time to move on and try something different. I right? think he might be cooked, too. I think he's got no. degenerative problems now. Um, he's so, had a lot of injury issues. Yeah, I, th- I think it might be done. Uh, and as far as Packer fans, shut it. You're wrong. It was a clean hit. Tell your quarterback right. to get rid of the ball or go on some other, uh, I don't know, But if the Packers 48 hour cleanse or something. Trolled you. You can't, as no, a Viking fan, say, uh, right, it's well, funny. But Packer like, fans tro- do all the time, and they're right. They say, well, why don't you go look at your trophy case? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's true. It is very true. It doesn't mean that. Okay, it's like the ultimate way to end an argument. I get that. But Packer, fans, Packer fans will bring it up even just. Like, if you talk to people from Wisconsin and you get into some completely non-football discussion or debate, and they're like, well, your football team doesn't have any championships. It's like, okay, I get that that's the only thing you have to do. Yeah. You have but no life. Thanks, Sven from on Alaska. I appreciate uh, your yeah. comment on, <laughs> on the matter. Great drinkers, though. Oh, my God. Are they great yeah. drinkers. Yeah. All right, question number three here. DraftKings put up NFL power rankings. I think this was yesterday on social media. It's interesting. They didn't have the Vikings in their top 20. So the Rams were number one. The Bills were number two. Chiefs number three. Buccaneers four. Packers five. Even without Devontae Adams. Hmm. Hmm. Bengals, Cowboys, Chargers, Titans, Colts round out the top ten. And then it goes Cardinals, 49ers, Raiders, Broncos, Ravens, 11 through 15. Steelers, Eagles, Patriots, Dolphins, Saints. So my question is, is this a slight to the Vikings? Are they one of the 20 best teams in the NFL a week and a half into training camp? And where would you put them? Who would you bump out of this? So I'm sort of mixed on this because um, it feels too low. Like, I feel like the Vikings should be 15, 16. So, so like, not, oh, my God, they should be top 10. Uh, but that being said, the DraftKings folks aren't dumb. And and they're they're very much in that that crowd of Vegas odds makers who set the lines and things right. And those people are ordinarily pretty damn smart. So like I'm hesitant to dismiss them as being like you don't know what you're talking about. You're just dumb fans. They're not dumb fans. Um, but I would probably put the Vikings. Who who is at, at the end of the list, Phil? The like Saints. Last four. The yeah, Dolphins. Pro- the Patriots. The Eagles. The Eagles have a good roster. I'd probably replace the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to be a dumpster fire. I think that's... Potentially. I mean, I'm not sold on Tua. Yeah. Um, I'm not sold on their, on, their, owner. on their entire culture. Can you imagine the conversations that are happening? Like, the new like the new coach they just hired, Tua. Well, 
And Your idiot owner is out here, and I give him some credit for trying to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton, but the way that he did it so sloppily so that they could, yeah, Stephen Ross they could chase down good. the trail. But it, it's um, Mike McDaniel, right, is their coach? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I guess I have a question on him. Is he really head coaching material? Like, there are yeah. coordinators who are like, really good. Yeah, he seems like wacky coordinator, fun press conference guy. I don't. Right. He doesn't strike me as a leader of a locker room. But Correct. I don't know. Like O'Connell. Like O'Connell to me, um, probably meets that threshold. Like not by spades, but I, I think he meets that. I think he's got the the personality, and he's not a quirky dude. Um, and he definitely has a style that I think could translate, especially now, into being a head coach in this league. McDaniel strikes me as being on the outside and no. being a coordinator type. So, yeah, I think it's slightly disrespectful. I find it interesting, though, that a pretty credible place ranked them outside the top 20. I, I think the Steelers at 16 is far too high. Like, I I, I don't, I have no idea who they're going to st- they're, they're debating either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett right now. And that doesn't seem too well to me. And they basically snuck, they backed their way into the playoffs because the Colts basically blew, blew the last game. Like, them at 16? Like I have, I have no idea why they're that high. I also think the, the AFC West being AFC West being so stacked, you have all four of those teams in the top fourteen of this list, which is absurd. Um, but the, the Vikings are for sure between the sixteen to twenty rank. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. I, I you know I wonder if people are looking at the Steelers and DraftKings and saying anybody but Ben Roethlisberger is an upgrade at that position, guess, and uh, therefore the Steelers are going to be better. Which maybe probably tough to but, watching uh, that guy at the end of his career. Yeah, the Vikings are better than the Saints. I think they're better than the Dolphins. They're probably right in there kind of with the Patriots and the Eagles and the Ravens, a healthier Ravens team. They should. I don't think they're a top 10 team until they show that, oh, Kevin O'Connell has installed the new offense and everything's clicking. But to say that they're not within five slots of a fringe playoff team in a power ranking seems odd. And even in some of these roster rankings we've seen, they're not outside the top twenty in like the the Mike Clay ESPN roster rankings, and and most sports books I think have their over under around nine or nine and a half. I don't think I've seen any like eights out there recently for the Vikings. So maybe we're just being homers. I don't. We usually are. Yeah, usually the the homer show to go here. Purple daily, and then the would you rather random question of the week for you guys is would you rather. Never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night. This and by actually, go out, meaning like go out, enjoy, have fun, This is incredibly easy for me. Uh, I, I, If it was up to me, I would sleep till noon every single day. Uh, I love to go out. I look, look at the state I'm in right now. Do you think I want to be awake and up, and up right now? Like, So no, I, I, would, I would love to be inside all day. This is no problem. I would. I want to be able to go out. I know I love golfing and I love going on walks and stuff, but I can sacrifice that. I can figure out a way around wow. that. I would re- much rather be able to go out at night. Very easy for me. So, young Judd agrees with Dex one thousand percent. Old Judd fifty two. I'll stay home at night. Yeah, I'll stay home at night now. I'm with I'm with Judd on this now, and I'm not, I'm I'm only thirty seven. I still have. Yeah, you know, I can go out and tie one on once in a while, but you're sort of an old you're you're plus an old, old soul. Old soul. Yeah. <laughs> I love getting up at five o'clock in the morning, Ugh. soaking in God. the sunshine in the air, and head hitting the pillow around nine o'clock at night. Love it. Yeah. Sometimes no, during the summer no. months, I don't even need to see the darkness. 
Oh, I'm I'm awake with the sun, and then I am I'm hitting the pillow before it gets dark. So You've bizarre. gone too far. Yeah, and You've that's how that's how I dominate the day, starting at five o'clock in the morning. All right, okay, All right. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's All right. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. I do everything Mark Wahlberg does except the workout routine. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the the high level of acting success, the multi million dollar no. career. But other than that, Mark Wahlberg and I are very similar. The only time ta- people. The only the time I get discipline. up for, for five a.m. is if like I know I'm flying somewhere and the excitement of going somewhere. Like that's fine. Like I'll, I'll honestly like kind of be up pep, have a pep in my step a little bit, but that's it. You know, let me tell you something about that. So I used to be – so let's go back 15, 20 years ago, old Macadac, okay, when, when Judd and I first became friends back in like 2007, 2008, when you first met me, I was in my early 20s, mm-hmm. and I used to be a poker player. Mm-hmm. This is before online poker got – and I've got my little party poker <laughs> three-quarter shirt on here today. So what I used to do – and I, I used to play online poker like in college and – in the first couple of years out of college and co-founded what's now the Mid-States Poker Tour. And so I, poker was a huge part of my life. And if you were going to be good at poker, you were doing it with the night hour, uh, the night owls. If you went to Canterbury or something, you, 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 weren't, you weren't always going during the day because, like, people aren't there during the day as much. At night, people go there after work or they stay late. So if you want to take advantage of bad poker players, either brick-and-mortar casino or online, you play between, like, 9 p.m. and, like, 3 a.m., and and before they shut online poker down, you get drunk people logging on online. It would you could just you could just stack them for fifty bucks, hundred bucks at a time, whatever it was, two hundred bucks, and you could take their money. So fifteen years ago, if you would have asked me going to bed at two or three o'clock in the morning, waking up at like ten or eleven oh, at the earliest, that's the great, that's the life. You know, hey, could could you ever envision yourself even getting up at like eight o'clock in the morning? I would have said zero chance. Yep. And I have come. Full circle, I guess 180 degrees would be the better way to put it. Yep. And I love getting up early. I'd love to hear from people in the YouTube comment section. Are you more like Declan where sleep sleep till 11 or noon if there's no alarm? Or do you like yeah. to get up with the crows at 5 o'clock? Oh, God. It's age, too, though, because I, I think True. because your brain chemistry changes. Um, like, I used to getting sleep. Getting much wiser. Until yes. 10, no, no. It's like, no. Oh. It, it's being old. Oh, okay. And you get more. You're. You, your body starts to basically screw you oh. because I used to, you know, I mean, sleep till 10, oh, 11 at yeah. times, no problem at all. Now I can, I don't think I can sleep past unless I go to bed super late, which I don't, I don't think I can sleep past like eight thirty nine. Nine is now late to me. Yeah. Like, like if I could sleep till, till nine, um, and I've I don't, already, I've already run a marathon by nine oh in my God. mind. And the other problem but... too is like in the last, couple years or so i don't sleep as well anymore now oh. like i wake up easy now i used to it used to take an well you're not supposed to, to drink three ipas right before yeah, bed that, that, that won't do it you're, you're gonna get better sleep i don't if you every don't do i don't every single night and i still don't sleep as well no this is not this is nothing to do with alcohol this has everything to do with the aging <laughs> process which anyone out there can tell you sucks <laughs> You know, we had a uh, shameless plug. We had Craig Kilborn on the Flagrant House Timberwolves podcast yesterday. Nice. And I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or off mic. It all kind of blended together. But we were talking about how, you know, old Craigers likes to tip back a cocktail in L.A. every now and then or every day maybe. And say, yeah, old Macadac will get into one too. And then, but then we both realized as we started talking about this, we're more like drink between – Two o'clock and seven o'clock, early mm-hmm. dinner, and then 
get to bed and watch, you know, like Shark Tank reruns by 8.45 or 9. It feels so great. Instead of like, you know, stumbling into bed at 1 o'clock in the morning and just feeling like garbage oh, yeah. the whole next day. It just gets worse. Your hangovers, too, are just going to be, instead of being hungover at 4 o'clock in the afternoon the next day, your hangover lasts until like 9 or 10 when you get up early and you're feeling good the rest of the day. I will say, if, there, if awesome. there's a day drinking involved, like early morning day drinking situation, which I really don't do anymore, but if that happens... It is a 99% chance there is a nap between 3 to 5 p.m. Not like yeah. 90, 99. I got to mix a nap in if I start drinking that early. And then that could go one of two directions. You could wake up feeling refreshed and ready for the rest of the night, or you could just be like down for the count for the rest of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At my age, you're gone. Well, yeah. But I will say this day drinking is a gift. It's one of the greatest gifts that there is. It's because <laughs> it's ordinarily a surprise, it just starts. I love day drinking. Oh, here we are. Oh, we're just oh, yeah. we're day oh, drinking. Oh, oh, oh we're going to have a drink, oh, you know. Hey, do you want to go out for lunch? Sure. Oh, okay. Are you going to get a beer? I'll get are a you, beer, too. Oh, are, yeah. Oh, you're going to get a beer? Oh, I'll get a beer. Next thing you know. Passed out. Give me another beer. <laughs> Think about it. Think about yeah. the pleasant surprise that is day drinking. It's great. It's great. All right. Uh, All there's right. your there's your, there's your breakdown of Mr. Mankato candidates and drinking and sleep habits here. On Purple Daily, daily Vikings entertainment and life advice. We'll see you guys tomorrow.